the bare feed. We believe in live streaming. Live streaming about anything. Because we don't have sponsors. By choice. Because that is freedom. This show is 100% listener funded. And that is why I can say a lot of stuff that other people can't say. For that, I'm deeply grateful to you guys for setting the bear free. But at the same time, it gets pretty intense, huh? But without sponsors, we can literally say anything and play anything. But I still just love playing this song. That song just, I just find it so haunting. You can just do anything with it. coolest thing about a seven chord. See, this is, let's say you go A minor to F major. And then you go all the way to up to F. It's completion. Let's see. But what if you do a seven chord? You fall short, and that's why it's, a, it's blues. Let's go to the F, but one before this. Beautiful, isn't it? It's almost there, but it's not this. That's completion. This is seven. Ready? It's off. But that's where, but it's beautiful though. That's all the way there. That's a seven. Now let's try it with a seven. Not there. Let's do a C7. bit of music just a little bit of uh, <coughs> uh music lessons with mild asperger syndrome with owen benjamin oh we got a few hundred people here 250 already sweet all right let's let's start talking have some shekels for the future cackles thank you minnow all right let's let's talk so today i wanted to talk about collectivism Suicide, the movie 300, we'll do some funny stuff, it won't be too heavy. Yesterday I did a live stream at like 12.30 at night, just in my car for 10 minutes, just very frustrated about the Anthony Bourdain situation and how people are reacting to it. And man, did I get some backlash, publicly obviously. The emails I got were so touching. I got so many emails of people that have survived uh, the suicides of their parents or uh, loved ones and they were long and beautiful and thankful and told me um, how thankful they were for bringing light to the the horrors of being a child of a parent who commits suicide and uh, those are the people that I I I think about when I don't want to say something because I I know of the I know the uh, backlash it'll get I know the I'll, I have several very powerful friends that have uh, helped me along the way that are probably fucking despise me for saying some of these things now. But they'll either get over it or they won't. It's not my problem, and that's not why I'm here. So I think that it's very selfish to kill yourself, and I think celebrating people who kill themselves uh, 
only makes it worse. And I, I and and most cultures, even our own culture, for most of our culture's history, would would view suicides as cowards. That's why in Christianity they were in purgatory forever. They don't even like cowards. Don't even get the don't even get the satisfaction of getting to hell. And there's a reason that people have always had this uh, disdain for people that commit suicide is because it's almost like um, it's almost like deserting, like like how there's deserters in, in the military. It's 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 almost like uh, the deserters of life. Where we're in this war together, we're in this battle together. Life is full of pain and beauty and pleasure and tragedy. And uh, to see someone give up, it sends shockwaves through the whole through the whole world, especially someone that famous. And it's no, and, and, and all the trolls that tell me like, oh, my wife's going to leave me and my career's over and how dare I say this and I'm so mean and all that, you can all go to hell. The trolls, that, I won't even call them trolls. I, I find them funny and I'm not even against them. And this, and my brain works sometimes like how these people think when they were like, you're better than this big bear. And at first I'm like, you can go to hell. This is true. I, I've, I've, I've seen the horrors of suicide. And then they're like, we know it was a globalist murders. Those people are cool because although I will say this, when there is no evidence that, uh, that someone was murdered when they killed themselves, there is no evidence, uh, I, I don't personally go down those roads because it almost diminishes my ability of talking about for sure conspiracy realities like um, the communist infiltration of the American government uh, after since 1941 and probably before like those things are real and provable and horrifying. So I think that Anthony Bourdain followed in the copycat manner that um, a lot of suicides do like when, when, when a famous person kills himself, there's a reason Robin Williams, Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain all hung themselves because when they see someone get, uh, do something and then they're celebrated for it, you know, uh, when Robin Williams killed himself, some huge outlet, I don't, I don't remember who it was, but had a picture of the genie and it's like, now you are free genie. And so these people, these, these celebrities, these rich, famous soy boys, Frankly, and for those of you thinking I'm being insensitive, good. It's time for some insensitivity in this world. Those people want to be set free from their pain. Life is pain. And as Princess Bride said, anyone who says otherwise is trying to sell you something. Life is pain. That's one of the things that drew me to Jordan Peterson is his ability of articulating that. Because I've always felt that. And I've always known that. There's only been one suicide in my family that I thought was uh, pretty cool. It was my great uncle, Claire. That was his name, a boy named Claire. He had no kids. And his wife died when he was like 80. And they were like inseparable. And then so he uh, shot himself in a bathtub and he left a little note with money for cleaning. I thought that's actually kind of romantic. He's like, I'm out of here. The whole reason I was here was, uh, was this lady. But... It's still not ideal. I still don't, even at 80, if you only have a wife and your name's Claire and you're the only male hairdresser in Wisconsin at the time, uh, still don't kill yourself. The reason I feel 
compelled to talk about this is because suicide rates have went up 30% in America since 1999, mostly with middle-aged white, white males. Um, suicide rates amongst children is up 77% in four years. So this glorification of suicide is horrifying. So I want to step up to the plate and say Anthony Bourdain is a pussy coward. And that got me, my, my Instagram went down 200 followers. I just saw it just went doo-doo-doo because it's not like Twitter. Instagram is kind of like my social media right now, Instagram and Facebook and Patreon. Um, Twitter, controversy will grow you. Instagram, it's, um, it's almost like the more you rock the boat, the more they're like, just show me the pretty pictures. But I got 31,000 people on there that I thought uh, really should know that. And if I saved one kid's life, it's worth every single troll that came at me. And I think you can save lives by, by saying this, by saying he's a coward and, and men don't do that. And it's a coward's way out. And if down the line there is uh, evidence that it's a global conspiracy, I will be the first to, to believe it. But there isn't any right now. And I think there is a lot more obvious conspiracies. Like, um, yeah, the communists... 1941, when we signed, when we sided with Joseph Stalin and called him Uncle Joe and the Lend-Lease program. I see, I think that, um, just real quick, I'm just going to talk about this for a second and then I'll get back on, on course. I have a whole thing planned here. <coughs> the real uh, evil <clears throat> and the real guilt to me is not in the, in the, in the event, it's in the cover-up. It's in the removal of details. Like, why isn't someone saying something? The Lend-Lease program, when we send all this military hardware to England, we all know about that from school, but in World War II, we don't know, they, they didn't teach us about how much we sent to the Soviet Union. And then we decimated Germany after, we, you know, we just wiped it clean. We wouldn't let them, you know, we just dismantled the country, but yet we, we appeased the Soviet Union and, and somehow they got a bomb. And then after that, somehow our deep state, our, um, that's why I want to talk about collectivism today, but then the power of it. I'm not going to go down that, that uh, road right now about Soviet Union because I don't have all the information in front of me and I really don't want to, uh, don't want to say things that aren't accurate. All right. Um, this is a uh, funny thing I just thought of. I'm going to work on for a bit. Oh, and by the way, thanks to everybody who's bought Reluctant Warlord, the sales have been humbling. So thank you. It's a huge pianist.com and it's, it's awesome. And, and the sales have been so good that, that I'm making an executive decision. Uh, normally in my life, I would never do this because I've just always been a work, just a workhorse. And when I see opportunity, I just always do it no matter what. I'm not going to be touring on the way back to Seattle to be with my family or Washington state. I'm not going to say the exact town that we live in. Cause uh, Amy really enjoys the, uh, the privacy, but uh, because she's super pregnant and I know that if the kid, I would still be there two weeks before she's due, but that doesn't mean anything. And God forbid or God willing, cause I'm sure the kid will be healthy either way, but uh, she gives birth early I'm not going to be doing shows. I'm just going to be 30 hours, sleep five, 30 hours, 
roll into bed with my family and I don't want to cancel shows and I don't want to, uh, to plan. I'm, I'm here now for a month because I have to get the moving done. I have to, uh, do all kinds of stuff in this town and I want to hang with my brother a lot. And, um, we have four dogs and I have to drive them across the country. So I'm not going to be held back by a, a, a road schedule. So uh, I will be doing North Dakota and Denver and Boise and all the places that I was planning on doing and uh, Grand Rapids. I promise I'll make it up to anybody that was fired up about that, but I'm not going to do it while my wife is eight months pregnant. It's just, it's just not a good move. And, and thankfully because of the, uh, our special sales and because of Patreon and because of the subscriptions at my website and you're doing, and you're, unbelievably generous uh donations and coming out to the shows i just had i i'm not in a financial pickle where there would be a time when amy would be like do the do the tour we need the money we're, we're in tons of debt but this busy little bee just did uh just kind of reworked my finances and looked at everything and and um one thing i did is i had this rental house and in Saranac Lake, this one on, and I added another apartment to it so that it could not only break even, but go above it. So I can now make some money on it. And I went into credit card debt for that. And that's one reason why I was a little frantic for a bit, especially with the, the book money going, having to give that back. <coughs> but now that it's kind of leveled out and I see that it's just um, passive income, I mean, they can now take Patreon if they want. I, I'm setting up a thing where they they won't even have control over me through social media. And there'll always be something where I can reach you guys, whether it's mines, whether it's um, YouTube or Vimeo or my own website or whatever. So that is a wonderful feeling to be able to be free like that. And it was it was grinded. And and your and your um, super chats are awesome because it's a win-win. You guys get to say comments that we all can discuss and even like right now i'm not seeing the the chat i hope it's still even going because if i get if i like see the chat i uh i uh i get spacey like i just popped in all right you guys got some uh super chats that i will read in a second but i want to talk about some stuff really cool all right what are you guys talking about real quick hey owen is there any way for you to increase the audio yeah i'm glad i came in here i kind of came in the chat is that audio better? Let me take a look. Check, check, check. Is that better? Don't reward bad behavior. Owen shouldn't be held in contempt, but he is in the wrong. Okay, what the hell are you talking about? Well, I'm just going to state my case, and uh, and you can think whatever you want. But I think it's, it's creepy. Honestly, I, I consider it creepy when people get so defensive of suicide. I find it very disturbing, especially uh, a father. And the reason I got so upset about the Anthony Bourdain thing is, is that uh, he has an 11-year-old daughter. And when I've known uh, girls whose fathers have killed themselves, especially when they're young, and some of them have climbed out of it and become just wonderful people, but it was absolute hell. And a lot of them, uh, that's imprinted on them, and they just date just pieces of shit the rest of their lives and they have drug problems and oof, it is brutal. And I, I, I don't give a shit, man. 
That's why I'm not going to read the, 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 the comments until I get to the Super Chats in a bit. Because I'm going to get too angry. And I don't like when I just get emotional and irrational. I'm trying to keep it rational. But uh, I don't get why more people don't stand up for the kids, man. It's like, you're going to celebrate this guy? This guy just he chose being a rotting skeleton then to see his daughter graduate uh, high school. So that's cool. And man, I got a couple... I got massive, overwhelming support from victims of uh, a suicidal parent, but one or two people would send, I, I like privately, publicly, there's trolls everywhere, but that's more about them just trying to look cool or uh, virtuous in their empty world. But privately, this one dude sent me this, uh, I don't know, I'm not going to torch him. I, I'm pulling back. I'm keeping my sword sheathed. Yeah. He's going to watch this and I don't want to, He's all right. He's an all right kid. He's going to get through it. But I will see this. This is one thing I keep saying to people. It's like, oh, sometimes people are like, Owen, it seems like you're now in a, in an echo chamber. And my response is always, but here you are. I am probably one of the least people in an echo chamber. And I think people are so used to seeing me being attacked that when they see um, so much agreement that I get, so many people being like, thanks, Big Bear. Um, I agree. Thanks for saying this. Like, free Tommy Robinson. You know, like, people that are in agreement, they're like, oh, Owen's entered some sort of weird echo chamber. No. Owen just has a normal crew like like the lefties seem to have of, of idiots. I, I am absolutely exposed to criticism and torrential downpours of trolls. Like, I am not in an echo chamber. I'm, I'm in the opposite of an echo chamber. My whole life is, is critiqued. I'm lied about. I'm slandered. I'm, I, people write hit pieces about me calling me a Nazi. It's like, and I think that this, this character in 300 is the embodiment of the people that end up being trolls that once liked me. Because a lot of them want to be comedians or they want to live stream. And a lot of them say that, um, there's not there's not been a lot. There's been maybe eight total that have been like creepy, like aggressive with me. And they mad, over time, that's why a lot of old dudes like me get a little more um, indignant, a little more quick to judge, a little more like, all right, stop. Because we see the patterns. And over time, you start seeing the type of person that, that, that will turn hard. And it's someone who wants to be a comedian or wants to be a live streamer or wants to be an actor. And they're like, oh, I, I looked up to you. You're my hero. And now, and all I want to do is say, what are you doing with your life? Show me what you've done. Is it maybe because you're that guy? Is it maybe because you want to be a warrior, you want to be a soldier, but for some reason you can't cut it, and so now you hate your ideal? Have you ever read Cain and Abel? Hating your ideal. And then what happens is, this is the state right here. This is, the state is whispering in Leonidas' ear saying, I will give you, I will give you everything. All I want you to do is kneel. And that is the welfare state. That is the, everything that's wrong with, uh, our country currently. And this guy goes for it. This guy says, yes, yes, I want it all. Torture them. I'll do anything. I'll, I'll, I'll kill my ideal. No, work harder. I've been doing this for 
18 years now, man. 18 years. And I'm also, I have raw talent and I've also failed. Every success I've had, I've had a thousand failures. So just life is pain. And that brings me to the suicide talk. I think that the escalation of suicide is people's inability to understand that life is painful. And that if you have no meaning in your life, let me show you a book that I think you guys should read. This book is called Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And one of the reasons I have such a strong opinion on a lot of these issues is I have really, really soul-searched and researched and, and been scarred in my own life from, from suicidal threats and, and suicides and stuff. And the first question Viktor Frankl asks is, why don't you kill yourself? And he's a survivor of the Holocaust. Do you understand that the, the suicide rates of the, um, of the Jews in the Holocaust in Auschwitz are, were lower than the suicide rates of transgender people right now. I'm pretty sure that societal oppression was a little worse for those guys. So the question is, <clears throat> why don't you kill yourself? And in nations that have glorified uh, suicide in the past, like Japan, they have a very high suicide rate. So wh why do I call Anthony Bourdain a pussy and a coward? Because if I say, oh, I'll see you on the other side, my, my warrior brother... Then this guy, this guy that may not stay that guy. I have hope for these people, man. I have hope for these people that end up being, that, are, that go troll for a while. And that guy will kill himself. Like, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he want the glory of, of a suicide if it's gloried? Because their life's, they have nothing. Pain in itself is purpose. And we're starting to develop this really weird relationship with pain and struggle. That's why the S&M shit uh, kicked off with Fifty Shades of Grey and the bondage and all that. Because we naturally struggle. We struggle. We want to be in, in a situation that's hard. Because that's why we're here. That's why my skin is white and my eyes are blue. Is because everyone with darker skin from the northern part of Europe died. And that's where we come from. Like, that's why my nose is tighter than a wider sub-Saharan African nose because the air was so cold and dry that if you had a wider nose, um, you died. So that's where we come from. And so this all came... Oh, someone made this. I thought this was pretty hilarious for Reluctant Warlord. It kind of made me want to get ripped. I'm going to get ripped. Okay, anyway... Oh, and I came home to my yard. Look at how beautiful my yard is. I've been doing so much yard work, and it's cool to be gone for a while and come home and just be like, you're growing in. I'm, I'm about to cut the grass again, but uh, I just cut the front yard. I, I, I like dream about doing yard work. I can't wait to cut grass. Like in the new house that we just got, I'm getting a machete. There's a ravine in the house. Like there's a whole area of like a huge ravine. It's a great natural barrier in case, you know, in case the soy boys come at me. But um, I am just going to reclaim, 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 and just cut and just plant and grow. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> All right, so the whole thing that got me going, piece of advice, if a comedian's making a joke, just let him joke. Because there's a good chance that uh, it's, 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 if you dig deeper, he's going to freak out. This is my original joke. I have information that will lead to Hillary Clinton's arrest, Anthony Bourdain, June 7th. I've done the same joke with Tom Petty and all of them. Uh, I think it's hilarious. 
but people freaked out and wherever and you get flack when you're over a target and right now this whole like suicide thing is a is a problem and it's only going to go up and it's going to be our kids and you turn on Netflix and 13 reasons why and all this like sexy suicide talk oh god and just for any of you guys that want to write to me like you were my hero and now I hate you or whatever just move on just move on there's been people in my life that were my heroes that have disappointed me. I just move on because the, the least you can give them. For those of you that I was important to at a uh, time in your life when you were down or I inspired you or you saw a comedian plant a flag on a hill or whatever it was that drew you to me and then you see me say Anthony Bourdain is a coward and you get furious and you want to tell me, uh, Owen, I, I was your biggest fan and now I hate you. Just a piece of advice, man. Move on. You don't need to rage at me. I've had that with, with heroes. I've had that with people I look up to. And the least you can do out of respect for yourself, because it doesn't hurt me. It's respect for yourself. The least you can do is say, wow, I learned something from that dude at one point, And now he bothers me. And then just go live your life. Because if you think it's my fault, if you think that attacking me or telling me how much I suck or how much I disappoint you, you're saying it to yourself. You're not saying it to me. You don't know me. I'm a dude on your screen. Some of you know me from like hanging out and just friendships we've developed. But like to say you're better than this, Owen, uh, you disappoint me. You're No, you're looking in a mirror. And I will tell you that straight up right now because that's happened to me. And I've thought about it. And for me, it was Sam Harris. It was I used to look up to Sam Harris and I used to think he was... Uh, a hero of mine for, for saying what he did about Islamism to Ben Affleck. I, I, I knew the stakes. I knew the balls. And I liked his brain. And I listened to his podcast. And then he slowly started wearing on me. And his uh, when Trump got elected, he became intolerable. Because he got it so wrong that this rational guy got it wrong. And, and then to hear him with Peterson. He slowly got to the point where I couldn't even listen to him anymore. I was like, this... And... I made the mistake of, of kind of bashing him once. And that was wrong. He was a good influence on me in a time when I wanted, I don't know, I needed that. And, and he's a smart guy and he's a courageous guy. And the fact that we don't line up on self-determinism versus free will and all that stuff. And I find it grating. And I, I think that when he said to lie to your kid about self-determinism and all that, I, I just, it, something was off. And someone wrote me a really cool Instagram. Hopefully, maybe I have the, I can get to it. But and this is why I love you guys so much. So many of you is someone wrote me this really eloquent, just wonderful defense of Sam Harris, and was like, "Big Bear, whenever you like uh, rip into Sam Harris, I uh, I think that you might be straw manning him. You might want to steel manning him, man him more." And I was like, "Thank you for this. I love that." Another guy, this guy Clay, wrote to me about that I had something wrong about the Roseanne thing. And I just said, give me your best argument, man. I don't want to be wrong, but don't just say you disappoint me or uh, you're wrong. I'm like, you're my partners. You're my brothers and sisters. You're my family in a certain way. And if you see me being wrong, fill me in privately or publicly if you want to get the debate going. But don't just say like, you're better than this. 
That doesn't mean anything. If you really see me make an error, like I see, like you see that I say something that, and you, and you care about me and you care about what I'm saying and you respect me, tell me what I'm getting wrong because I'm not one of those guys that is scared of being wrong. But I, with this Bourdain thing, it's been an onslaught of personal attacks. It's people literally ranging from you're better than this to your wife will leave you and your children will be humiliated by you because of this post. People write this stuff, paragraphs of it. Always public, always virtue signaling. So just know that. All right. Uh, check out the. This is the most satisfying pee I've ever had. Watch this. The weight is only going to make the pee feel better. <laughs> it's building. Winter is coming. I just sneezed and nearly pissed myself. It's going to be so good when I finally do it. It hurts. It hurts. But it's, it's so worth it. See, that's why you shouldn't kill yourself. Because whatever pain you're feeling, like me, just all that pee just pressed against my giant cock. The more it hurts, the more when you beat it, it feels good. So, people that commit suicide are the guys that would just piss themselves on the plane. Yeah. Like, alright, like, this is one of many, but I just had this in my phone because I screenshotted it. Um, my dad took his own life when I was 19. It was devastating. I fully support your stance on this issue, Big Bear. I mean, I got... I'm not going to say hundreds, 50 letters, and that's rare. That's rare to do an Instagram post that maybe gets seen by 10,000 people and get 50 letters of people being like, my dad killed himself. Like, thank you for saying this. It, I still think it was my fault. And this is Anthony Bourdain, this, this fancy little, this fancy pants, right? Man search for meaning. That guy didn't kill himself in Auschwitz. This fancy pants on the left hung himself because he saw Kate Spade do it, who probably saw uh, Robin Williams do it. And when you're too famous and too rich and, and you don't have a meaning, like you don't, you're, um, I'm not going to get religious, but you just, you think life is about pleasure and, and about accomplishment. Your life will only get bad the older you get. And we can see exactly these people. A lot of them are great men. I liked Anthony Bourdain. I liked his show. I thought he was an interesting guy, and I thought he made a really... He was a guy on the left that I didn't talk shit about because I respected his balls. I respected that he would go to another country and just eat crazy shit and talk to anybody and just throw himself into the chaos of the world. I respect people that throw themselves into the chaos of the world. And so to see him just go out like a coward... Oof. Just what a... What a bitch. What a bitch. This, this popped up, and I wasn't going to uh, even talk about this at first because I thought it was just uh, just rumors and stuff. And, 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 and accusations are not anything. And it, no matter where you read it, it doesn't mean shit. But the reason that I'm doing this is because I read the original newspaper from 2000. 
All right, so Justin Trudeau was accused of groping a reporter at a music festival in 2000. The incident allegedly took place when Trudeau was 28. The prime minister's press secretary told BuzzFeed News he didn't recall any negative interactions. And then uh, someone sent this to me, live by the soy, die by the soy. I wouldn't have even posted that. Uh, several people were writing me this, and I was like, doesn't mean anything. Don't jump to conclusions. When you read the 2000, the newspaper from 2000, some weird Canadian province, he was quoted as saying, if I knew she was a reporter, I wouldn't have been so forward. And listen, a normal guy, I'm not even going to bring that up. Like a guy that's like, oh yeah, I made a move. I made a hard move. And she said no. And all good. You know, that's, that's part of life. You know, I don't know. I'm not there. I don't know that. But this guy, a guy that says people kind instead of mankind, that guy... That guy making hard groping moves at someone, at a reporter just asking him questions. By the way, I didn't just condone groping. It's just groping is almost a meaningless word sometimes. Or what does that mean? Does that mean like like a long hug? Or does that mean a compliment on, on a woman's appearance? Or does that mean like, I don't know. What does that mean? And a lot of that stuff is innocent. So, But, but for someone to be that judgmental of nature and of like the normal sexual dance... Uh, you know, he probably put someone in prison for what he, what he was, what he clearly did. Cause he said it, he said it. And that's the beauty of monogamy guys. Get married, have a family because none of that will ever affect you ever again. Because the, the, the life is getting more and more, I, I call it autistic. It's, it's more and more like because of watching our screens and, and, and not having human interaction. That's one reason why I love doing this stream is because it's long form. You can see my face. Uh, you can see the micro expressions and the emotions and, and the long nature of it and the bonding you guys do with each other, which is fascinatingly cool. How the bears, there's been bear marriages. Unbearables have gotten married. Unbearables are like, Becoming friends, people have gotten jobs, people have went fishing and hunting. It's, it's amazing to witness. So this is a good thing, what we're doing. But the more and more the world gets to where kids didn't have what P Jordan Peterson calls rough and tumble play, where, where you, uh, where especially young boys, where you kind of like play rough. And, and from the time you're little, you, you, you learn consent, you learn physical consent from, even from other dudes, because not sexual, but just consent of like pain and movement and like reading each other. And it's like that with speech. When you talk to people, when you interact with people, you start learning when to talk and when's the right time to say what and the natural ebbs and flows of comedy, like what's okay to make a joke about? What isn't okay to make a joke about? And one thing I'm facing in my career right now that was hard actually i'm out of the woods in a lot of ways because i i got such a fantastic audience but people couldn't tell context anymore so when i would say a joke people would go oh that's bad that's a bad word and i'm like but how do you not see the ebbs and the flows how do you not see the dance and it's getting like that with sex as well where it's like i i feel for these kids because it must be extremely hard to have to do verbal consents. And I know why they do it now. Why it's like, can I kiss you? Yes, you may kiss me. Have you been drinking alcohol? It's illegal, by the way, in certain states. If you have sex with a girl who consents completely, who's like fun buzzed. If she later says, uh, 
she regrets it, you can go to jail. That's awful. And that's one more reason to get traditional, man. I'm telling you, the move is traditional. It's like in my day, you could just like make out at a party or like it was a little more easy to kind of have like a fling because the dance of consent and the and just the how people were so present with each other physically and emotionally and verbally that there really weren't these problems and and these problems have all come from this generation of kids raised looking at screens and without um rough and tumble play and by telling boys they're toxic and all that that's why a lot of these boys they don't know what to do they're just like eh. like Aziz Ansari is a perfect example he's not like a rapist he's not like the 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 Bill Cosby or the Harvey Weinstein predator when it comes to like oh I'm going to I'm going to fuck that girl he's awkward to a degree where it's rapey if that makes sense where he doesn't know anything about a woman he could do Madison Square Garden and not and and this is this is something I actually know factually. He would have his friends or his opener or I'm not going to give any more details, but he would be like, help, help me find girls. And he just did Madison Square Garden. Guys, I could I could meet a girl at a truck stop. Most most people could. It's it, you just start talking and you consent with like different movements. This dude does Madison Square Garden. He's the alpha's alpha. He's the spotlight, money, fame, and he can't meet a girl because he, he never had that rough and tumble play. He never w- got to be a man. I'm digging this stream. I haven't read the comments yet, so I, maybe I'm about to be fucking furious, but I'm going to go over Super Chat and read some of these. <coughs> Bourdain is a... Oh, sweet. You guys aren't just going to come at me hard. Bourdain is a wimp. Bury your firstborn at 16... Bury your firstborn at 16, fight to find a reason to live and struggle to thrive. Then come see me, pussies. Holy shit. Buried your firstborn at 16. That's what I'm talking about, man. It's like the people that I talk to that I've met on here that have lost kids. And this fancy bitch just couldn't live anymore. I'm telling you, man, something's going on with people's brains. Like life is pain and struggle. Thank you for that, Donnie. Donnie was the guy that um, that did a set in uh, in Prosser and in um, Bellevue before Nimmer. He's a great guy. He came with his dogs. He was like, my daughter's uh, in the crowd. Can I do a spot? I'm like, of course, Donnie. Yeah, he lost his daughter. He lost his da- he lost one of his daughters when uh, she uh, when um, yeah. I mean, what he just said, and he found a way to live, and. A lot of people have told me about how important the bears have been for those situations because life is becoming, you know, life, not really. Life is still fine. Life is still moving along great. It's this culture that we, that is infesting people. Oh, I got to get to the collective. I got to get to the history of collectivism. All right. I got to keep reading. Rami, can't, can't watch live much these days, but still here on the bear train. Thanks, Rami. I love you, buddy. It's good. I love when the OGs stick around, man. And we've kept most of them. That, that means a lot to me, Remy. Thank you. Because um, that's what community is all about. It's about being there in the good times and the bad times and supporting each other and all that shit, man. It's not about this whole, like, I, I, I leave out names, obviously, because despite being so open and constantly 
talking, I really leave out a lot of gossip in my life. <laughs> a lot of high-level gossip. So just know that I'll never tell your secrets unless you attack me. And even then I won't. I'll just call you a candle face bitch or something. I won't tell everybody anything important. <coughs> Whitney Cummings. But uh, there's this one dude that hasn't talked to me since I got kicked off Twitter. This powerful, intelligent man. It's weird when you see that. You're like, you fair weather bitch. You fair weather bitch. Nations and uh, communities and life and families, they don't rise and fall on, on little blips of power and influence. It's a long-term commitment to ideals and morality and ethics and work. And a forgiveness is great, and but don't do it when the person doesn't really regret it or hasn't learned or uh, it's, it's too horrifying. I think sometimes when you forgive, when someone doesn't, hasn't earned your forgiveness, um, it can infect you. I love doing the house party. Thanks, Sprinkles. Holden, don't you feel it's a little unfair to, uh, to Bourdain without knowing whether he's had significant trauma in his past? If you give a pass to vets, that is. I don't give a pass to vets. I just find it more understandable if you go into a war zone and you come home to a world that truly doesn't, uh, that you don't relate to anymore. That to me, I just do. And if he has trauma in his past, he shouldn't have had a kid. I don't know. I think once you have a kid, I know people that have, that spent their entire childhood gang raped. Like by family members and shit. I know people that have been through shit that you can't imagine. And uh, they do it. And to, to give excuses to people. Listen, Bourdain doesn't hear this stream. He's fucking dead. And I'm telling you right now that children of these people appreciate what I'm saying. So I don't really care if people's feelings get hurt. Because the people that, that actually need protection are the ones that seem to appreciate what I'm saying. I've never gotten an email from someone saying, my dad killed himself and I really don't appreciate what you said. Never. It's always like, dude, I still wonder if I did something, if I could have done something. That was me. I get it. I, when my dad used to threaten to kill himself, I used to follow him around like a, like a creep when I was seven. I used to, I used to stalk my own father. Because I, I felt like if he really was about to kill himself, I was going to save him. Fuck that. Jennifer, I don't know who set up your advertising, but I saw an ad for Reluctant Warlord on a Daily Mail article, so someone is doing publicity for you. That's not me. I have nothing to do with that, but that's really cool. Uh, an ad? Wow. I don't know. Maybe it's like uh, it a Daily Wire? There's Daily Mail. Daily Wire, I, I would I would guess it would it was uh just one of my buddies over there just just maybe helping helping me out or something. But I that's cool though. That's that's pretty sweet. <laughs> Cause it's selling great, so I don't know what the hell's going on with it. DD, if you can't book a decent venue in Denver, consider coming to South coming south to Colorado Springs. I will, after the baby's born and everybody's settled. Cause the beauty of Washington State guys, and don't get me wrong. 
I was dreaming about Texas. I still dream about Texas and Oklahoma. Oklahoma would be the ultimate red state place to live. Where I just, because even Texas, there's some soy there, but Texas is awesome. But Oklahoma is awesome. And, uh, but to see like my wife surrounded by family, just surrounded, it's like she's glowing. I feel incredibly good about it. Her family like adores her and Walter and our baby and her grandpa Jack is the coolest dude ever. Like a man's man from Eastern Washington from a farm became a, uh, he used to shoot uh, ski videos. He was an anchor man. He's like so old school. He's one of the dudes that told me to fully embrace uh, being right wing. He's like, there's a total market for you. He's like, goddamn commies. <laughs> He's like 82 with the mind of a 30 year old. He just built a deck. It's just, I want my sons to know Jack. And like um, Amy's dad, not a biological dad, but one of the coolest dudes. I mean, he'll talk your ear off. He'll tell you his entire golf, uh, golf day word for word. But I want my kids to know him. I want my kids to know her, her mom, who's a nurse and a wonderful woman, and her brother, who's awesome, engineering school. Uh, her aunt and uncle. It's like this, this, her other grandma came to my show. <coughs> grandma Kathy. I, I mean... You can't put a price tag on that. And you can't put like my career on it. Sorry, you just can't. And I've had career opportunities that I've turned down that, that definitely haunt me a bit. One was to go uh, to Parts Unknown to work full-time with Crowder. And Crowder is literally, me and him are like Jobs and Wozniak when we're around each other. Like we're an incredible uh, duo. And I, I think about it still. I think about what we could have made or what we could make. But the beauty is we still work together every day. I write with him every morning. I still do songs. We still visit each other. Um, I think family is, is so fucking important for kids. I don't know why I'm ranting. I'm just fired up right now. Hey, I can't stay, but I want to let you know I love your content and hope for the best. God bless. Thanks, Josh. <coughs> Dylan, any chance you come to Casper or Laramie? Uh, I don't know where that is. I'm going to Google it because you gave me a nice super chat. So I feel like it's the least I can do is Google Casper Laramie. Maybe it'll just tell me the state. Laramie. Come on, Google God. Tell me my answers. And then I got to talk about collectivism. It's telling me the distance. Oh, Wyoming. Yeah, Wyoming would be a perfect spot. Because I'm a Northwest guy now. I'm still a uh, Saranac Lake guy, though. I want to come like at least every two months to spend a good week doing free work with my brother. I need it, man. I need that shit for my brain. I wonder if the same people who defend suicide are the ones that have little to no experience with it. You are like a breath of fresh air from Shapiro. Uh, yeah, Shapiro made some good points, though. I got to give uh, Shapiro credit where credit's due because I know I was hard on him a little on the Roseanne thing. Oh shit, is my my YouTube buffering as well? I'm gonna change the settings real quick. He said some really cool stuff about suicide. I'm gonna drop the bit rate real low, boys. About how uh, let me refresh this, see if that works. I don't wanna lose you guys. Buffering. Oh yeah, I just lost like a ton of people. 
Great. Fucking awesome. Right, is it all good? Are we good? All right, sweet. When Shapiro was talking about, um, uh, what was it? That, that people have an inability of d- dealing with pain. And I thought that was a great point. He makes that, that little fucker makes some great points. Uh, but thank you for that, Luke. Our experience, I, I appreciate that. Sometimes people that haven't experienced it do have this weird arrogance about it where they're like, he was in pain, okay? Mental illness is real. Yeah, no shit. We all are a little mentally ill. It's part of life. Fucking grit your teeth and don't kill yourself like a bitch. If you do, you're a fucking bitch. People just need to wake the fuck up to that stuff, man. We do not have enough male presence in our culture anymore. It's all female. It's all like, well, he was in pain, okay? No, he was a fucking pussy. Our species has made it through ice ages. All right, semi-silent magster bear. Best thing I ever did in my life and the best thing I have to show for it so far is my daughter, whom I gave up for adoption 23 years ago. I will never have more children, but I'm a fierce bear. Much love, BB. That you're awesome. People who defend suicide are considering it themselves. I used to think the same way. Me too, dude. Bro, you don't think I've thought about it? You don't think I've had times? I, I threatened Amy at once when we were first dating. I said, I, I literally like, not first dating, maybe a year in. But I was all sad and drunk. And she was like, I was like, I'm going to fucking kill myself. There's no point to any of this. Like, but it was about control and about being a fucking pussy. That's why I'm so hard on it is, is because I know what it is. And when people say, oh, you don't understand depression. Of course I do. Of course I understand depression. Of course I know. I, people in my family have taken antidepressant pills and all that shit. Oh, we, we just, it runs in our family. There's a chemical imbalance. Prove it. Show it to me on, on paper. Show me that it's not just your inability of dealing with the fact that life is full of pain and you need to plant your flag in an ideal. Prove that it's not because you need more water and exercise. Or maybe you're fat. Maybe you hate your job. Maybe you never fucking dealt with your own demons. Maybe you lie a thousand times a day. Maybe you're having an affair. Maybe you shouldn't do fucking heroin. Maybe there's a million things that you're not uh, owning up to and you'd rather just hit the fucking get out, get out button. Oh, chemical imbalance. Yeah, chemical imbalance. Or maybe you are just not doing the work that, that is required. And we've all been there. So don't think you're special. Oh, and I loved your rant. We need to stop throwing sympathy around. It's too glorifying. I attempted suicide at 18. I hate how it hurt my mom. Now I have a kid, and if she ever tries that, I'll kill her. <laughs> it's true, right? Shit gets real, real. It gets real when you see all the people it hurts. I support your position on Bourdain 100%. I lost a sister to suicide who left two beautiful children behind. I miss her every day, but I'll always be upset with her for the very reasons you elaborated. Of course, I, before I even did that rant, I, I, I soul-searched. I thought about, what if my brother killed himself? What if my brother, the, the person that I've known my whole life, still my hero, still my ideal, still my best friend, what if he killed himself? Would I still be doing this rant? Yes. I would call him a pussy. I would call him a coward. I would bawl and wail and weep. I would fucking hate him for what he did. And that's, that's as close as a person can be to me. I thought about that. I thought, well, is it just because it's a celebrity? Is it because it? No, I, I, I thought in my head. Because me and my brother both had thoughts. And I'm like, what if he did that? 
I'd fucking, I, I, I do this. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be even more angry. I think one of the reasons I was, I was extra angry about Bourdain is because I liked his show. I thought he was a good force in the world. I don't like his politics, but he made people excited about food and travel. And he had a daughter, and he got out of a heroin addiction. Half my friends have beat heroin. Like this is not a new concept for me. Anthony Bourdain is a fucking coward, and no one should celebrate him. People should wipe him. Just fuck you, Anthony Bourdain. So that so that the the people contemplating that see there is no glory. There is no glory in that. You're just a rotting skeleton that probably came in his pants from the strangulation, then shit his pants. So you got come in the front and shit in the back. You're all blue. Someone who loves you fucking finds you. They see that you have cum and shit in your pants. Now you're fucking just gone. And whether you're religious or not, either you're not and you're just dirt. And if you're religious, you're in purgatory or you're in fucking hell. So that's a fucking terrible idea. Ron, it's time for tall people to stand against heightism. My mother killed herself. My first wife killed herself. And you, Owen, have every right to your thoughts and opinions with which I agree. Wow, is that real? Your your mother and your first wife? Ron, let me. Ron, are you uh in the normal chat? <clears throat> Purgatory, you Catholic? I was raised Catholic. I'm no longer Catholic. I was raised Catholic, yes. <laughs> Which is why I think I was agnostic for about 15 years. Uh, I'm not deleting shit. Uh, Ron, that's real, Ron. Whoa, and you agree with my stance? That's cool. Thank you. I figured, but Owen is beginning to show his assholeness, says uh, Sander. Well, you're now gone forever. Hide user. I'll just put you in timeout. It's more humiliating. Big Bear, if you find a Stein at your house, it's the one you were going to send me. Been waiting since 18th. I'm sorry. 18th of April. I sent you info as you told me to. I'm excited to get it. Okay, now... Now what happens is I do it right now because I know I fucked up. Okay. Yeah, I do have a stein for you. I'll send you an extra stein, but I'm writing it down and it's going to be my top priority. Okay. It is in my notes. (coughs) Top priority. Steins. And I'm going to send you a ton of shit. I'm going to send you a key from the, my last piano, too, just because I took so long and I, I'm such an asshole. Jamie, I've had hard times and reasons to feel suicidal, but now I'm a parent. I'd never choose to abandon my children. I'd be the, it'd be the ultimate insult. So selfish. Thank you, Jamie, and you're making the right decision. Jago, comment in regular chat. Wanted to add some support, though. Keep doing what you're doing, especially your view I disagree with, so I can reflect. Of course! Don't get mad at me when you don't agree with me. That's a that's a that's a opportunity to grow. It was like my struggle with Shapiro's views of tariffs was a great growing opportunity because I never like his Roseanne shit. I, I I I felt a little visceral because as a comedian, it's game over if you can't reference someone in a fucking fictional movie character role who's not even black. Like I'm like, come on, man. That would be like if I took away your birch gold. But I was kind of all about tariffs. Uh, but then the libertarian in me thinks that it's just like a, a tax on the consumer. And then, but the patriot in me was like, well, they're fucking with our 
with the price. I don't know. I don't feel like going down that road right now. But that was a perfect example of like someone who I disagreed with. And at the time, I'm like, really? No, really? And that then you grow. You get a more, a, a, you get a, a more rich view. You might not change your views, but at least you have a more, um, a richer view of it. Like, for example, I know why people kneel in the NFL. Like, I have a fairly rich view of that. I have a fairly uh, complex view of that. I, I, I know athletes. I know multi-million dollar athletes from horrible areas of America. And they have a guilt that sets in because um, people from home think that they're now like some sort of house-ass nigga or some shit like that. And so they want to stand up for what they saw growing up. And they're doing it in a ridiculously stupid way. And it's not effective and it's not even real, but it's what they think. It's like they see uh, police brutality, but they don't know the, the causes of it, the stats around it, like what really to do about it, none of that. But the original intention, well, not all of them. A lot of them are probably just sheep trying to fit in and try not to be uh, exposed for currently having a gun charge. But I still think it's stupid. I still think you should stand for the national anthem. I still think that that protest is not only silly, but it's ineffective. It almost does the opposite. But I I have a complex view of it. I don't think that they're just uh, a bunch of commies trying to take down America. I think that a lot of them have a very weird relationship with where they came from. That they now live this life that the projects can't possibly imagine and they want to represent, they want to do good, they want to represent uh, the pain where they come from as best they can. They don't want to forget about their past. And great, but by doing that, it doesn't help at all and it only reinforces the very past you came from. It only reinforces the policies and culture that will keep more people in bondage. So it's a ridiculously stupid move, but I do understand it. All right. Suicide shouldn't be a little bit. Suicide shouldn't be glorified, but I have had psychotic depression for over 10 years and I can't control the suicidal ideation. Joke was hilarious. Oh, thanks, Frederick. Frederick's a great name. We're still thinking about it. I'm also thinking of Oscar is a great name because I want Big O and Little O. But yeah, a lot of times it's OCD that happens where it's like, uh, that's why everyone keeps hanging themselves, where you, you just can't stop thinking about something. And what's more taboo and crazy than suicide? And like some people just get their heads fixated on it. This is my advice to you and this really works. Action is how you get rid of that. Like like you, like the holes in your heart, the holes in your soul. The ho- I, I am absolutely... A candidate for addiction. Look at me. The reason I'm not an addict, I don't even smoke weed. I mean, I would, as I said before, I would with like Rogan or somebody where it's like really fun and like, no way, I'm smoking weed with Rogan. But like, you can't just fill holes statically. You have to move towards something else. So if you're obsessed with with thinking of your own death, (coughs) move. Like, like build something, do something, you know, and, and Anthony Bourdain, you can kind of see that in him, that probably a lot of his manic energy came from um, running from demons, running from the thought, running from the whisper, like, why not just do it? Why not just do it? But even if you can't run away, even if you can't run away with positive things, like me with my piano, like learning a new song or trying to understand something I've never understood or, you know, just a trip, fucking landscaping. 
I'm obsessed with yard work. There's a reason. I'm not getting paid. I spend like eight hours a weekend minimum doing yard work in my own yard for zero money and no one gives a shit. Uh, but even if you can't outrun it and that voice just says, do it, do it, do it. Just don't. There's voices that say, fuck strangers. There's voices that say, eat all the donuts. There's voices that say, kill that guy who cut you off in traffic. It's about strength. It's about the personal strength. Because the stronger you get, the more it doesn't, you don't even hear it. The more you can look at it and say, no, no, I'm almost going to get off on saying no. I'm almost going to be like, it's exciting to me to say no. It's like you almost get this rush of strength when you say no. So regardless, just don't do it. Even if, even if there's a voice telling you to do it, even if there, everything in the world is like, ah, just fucking don't. You don't think there's times when, when someone heckles me in a crowd, I want to go in the crowd and just start, just start beating their face in in front of all their friends. Just don't do that. I bet that that instinct in me is stronger than your suicidal instinct. When someone's like, fuck you. When I'm doing a, a, a show. I have an instinct to be like, to just go in the crowd and grab him by the shirt. And he'll struggle a bit. But I have a re... I, I can go like this. He won't even... Like, literally, he'll, he'll realize he's a rag doll. And then, just start unloading. Just, just get a nice torque, get a nice turn. Bam! Bam! And just blast, blast, blast. And that's crazy. I know that's crazy. I know not to do that. I know that that would be insane and awful and destructive and people rely on me. So just don't fucking do that. All right. I love how your brain is streaming mostly right thoughts. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um... Explanation for Hollywood. Proverbs. Idle hands are the devil's workshop. Idle lips are his mouthpiece. So true, Analysis Bear. What a perfect name for you. <clears throat> when I was in high school, my dad tried to kill himself by sitting in his car with running in a closed garage. I almost didn't help carry him back into the house when my mom found him. Good for you. Yeah, what a pathetic asshole. You're more valuable than that. Just know that. Just know that it's him, not you. Thanks for your thoughts on this, Big Bear. I found a way. Buried my 13-month-old son. Oh, God. Jesus. Lost my adopted sons to a biological father who, to my knowledge, didn't care. And my wife's incarcerated. Been 11 years now. God bless you, my friend. Throwback bear. <clears throat> but Anthony Bourdain was sad. Tyler, please come to Indianapolis. Love you, Bear. I'd love to come to Indianapolis. Love what you're saying, Big Bear. I lost one of my closest friends last year to nihilism. You can't fight this by curling up the jokes, and life are the only way I know to combat this. Much love. God bless. Yeah, nihilism is the cause of Anthony Bourdain's death. When you think your life is nothing more than uh, objective accomplishments and pleasure, you will just watch yourself decay. And then... Uh, you will want to regain control. Because a lot of these guys are lions. You know, like Anthony Bourdain's a lion. So he wants control. So he fucking killed himself because he knew he would just slowly slip into just garbage. But guess what? If you don't think like a nihilist, you age great. You age like Grandpa Jack. He's 82 and one of the reasons I'm moving across the country is because I want my sons to know him. 
He's 82 in the prime of his life. Because his mind, look at my mother. Look at my 76-year-old mother when she's on the streams. Prime of her life. Fast, quick. Her body aches, of course, but she's happy. She has purpose. She's funny. You don't have to live that life. I appreciate you live stream last night. As a guy who grew up without a father, I too know the importance of being a great father. Anybody who abandons their kid by suicide is a piece of shit. It's true. And all the empathy and compassion in the world won't save us from simple fucking facts. You abandon your kid, you're a piece of fucking shit. Your last video was a 1500 rated chess move. Can you put your pics on the other side of the screen now? They hide behind the chat. Thanks for inspiring. I don't know what this means. My pics on the other side of the screen now. I don't know what that means. I'm sorry. I'll figure that out. Sorry, Heather. Put your pics on the other side of the screen now. They hide behind chat. I don't know. Psychology says spirituality helps uh, the most people. Well, it's also true. This is coming from a, a religious person, but it's true. So you can live a great life and be a moral, wonderful person and be an atheist. But it's, to me... I have faith that it's true. And everything in my life says it is. And I'm not even an ideologue. I didn't even want to be Christian. I thought it may, I, I think it sounds like culturally there's so much backlash to it that I didn't even want to, I, I, I like resisted it. Everything in my life says that there is God. I mean, so like, that was what, uh, uh, Sam Harris and Jordan Peterson were, taught, were, were arguing about. Like, like Sam Harris believes that the, the, the purpose of life is pleasure. That, when he, that utopia, that you can build your utopia and just be like shoeless. I'm, I'm not even going to say his arguments because I really may be strawmanning him. Maybe I am strawmanning him. How do I give his best steel man argument? I don't know. I got to get to collectivism. But I'm not going to say what Sam Harris believes anymore. That's something that I will stick with. But I will say that if you think that your life is just pure objective pleasure, you're going to, there's some real bad shit. Glad I didn't su succeed years ago. Wouldn't be celebrating my five-year anniversary with my husband and live a wonderful life with my two sons. Fuck suicide. Thank you, Ms. Cunty Bear. Carry your cross. That is the essence of Christianity. Don't blame others for your shortcomings. Pick up your sufferings and walk until you die. Perfect, Drew. Thank you, brother. My cousin committed suicide two weeks after she gave birth to her second child. In her note, she said she had nothing to live for because the father of the children left her. She's a blind coward. Dude, I'll raise the kid. God damn these people. Nothing to live for. She holds a child. But don't get me wrong. See, that's one category. Postpartum depression can be a motherfucker. And I've seen that. That's shit. Sometimes a woman's hormones can just go boom. <coughs> that's <coughs> that's why the extended family is so important. But that woman is a fucking coward. But still, like that is a that's that's a tough spot. I got banned from Ben's chat for talking about Birch Gold. I want my free speech. You didn't. <laughs> well, you're allowed to get banned from chats. That's not that's not a free speech issue. Uh, it's his chat. Oh, wait a minute. I got banned from Ben's chat. Yeah. Well, he might think you're talking shit. I think it's funny. I'm not talking shit. I have a lot of respect for Shapiro. Uh, I think his Birch Gold thing is fucking hilarious. I might use his promo code because I want to buy gold. I think some shit's 
I mean, I always think some shit's going down. That's just in my nature, I guess. But uh, I'm, I think I'm going to buy some Birch Gold. And I will use promo code Shapiro to let, let them know that he sent me. Garrett, Anthony B. was best buds with Elon Musk. Musk said, Musk said he told him recently that he'd never been happier. Just remarried with a nine-year-old daughter. Shit doesn't make sense. I know, but if it wasn't Bourdain, I would... If it was just completely out of nowhere, I would entertain the, the, the murder thing a little more. Listen, if there's evidence, I would absolutely listen. And I'm not one of those guys that's like, la, 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 at all. But he is a prime candidate for suicide. He's manic. He's, he's clearly bipolar. And my, just from my armchair fucking um, view of him. Granted, I am a little bit. That, I think all creative people have a little bit of that up-down shit. But, uh, you know, he's, a, he's an atheist in his 50s, who's always jumping from hobby to hobby. Uh, he's angry a lot. He's, uh, I don't know. There's just, you can just look in his eyes, man. Like his smile's off. Like he doesn't smile with his eyes. Like his smile a lot of times looks really sad. My best friend killed himself when I was 15. I'm 25 now and still figuring out how much it messed me up. I agree with you. With adults, but think it's just heartbreaking to kill yourself if you're under 18. That's one of the main reasons I'm, I talk about it right now. A 13-year-old. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna condemn that. Because it's like they're barely human. They're barely anything yet. It's like what fucking planet do we live on where we like? Of course I condemn it, but like it's not like what I'm saying about Anthony Bourdain. It's like. What society are we building where a 13-year-old wants to end their own life? They're 13. It's this inability of handling stress or pain, and it comes from a lack of masculinity in our culture. There has to be a man that says, suck it the fuck up. And then you point to one of your relatives and say, look at Grandpa Jack. He's 82. He just built a deck. You need that. Because if it's all this toxic femininity of just like, Oh, all your feelings are, are true and all your feelings are special and you should feel no pain in it. That's suicide talk. YouTube chat is on the right side of the screen. They hide everything on the right half of the screen. Who hides everything on the right half of the screen? I'm so confused, guys. Everything we observe in nature points to intelligent design. God and Christianity is the hope in my life. Love your streams, Big Bear. Thank you, Potter Potter. I think people fall into the fat bastard spiral where they are unhappy when they eat and they eat when they're unhappy metaphorically dude i'm i experienced it this last two weeks that's why i'm on a kale and a um bone and bison diet because just being stressed out with amy in the hospital and uh being on the road and having beers with the bears i started being like i'm just gonna eat cake i became such a fat bitch and uh, you can feel it. Your body literally starts, inf you get like inflammation. It's like, it's not even fat. It goes so quick. If you get rid of sugar and carbs in your diet <clears throat> and switch from beer to uh, like liquor or something, like uh, put a little vodka in one of those flasks you, you all bought for me. That's what I'm talking about. If you switch from beer stein to flask, you can drop weight like fucking that. It's, it's, it's like your body's literally allergic to sugar, but it's so damn good. I mean, I just had a bunch of cookies yesterday in the airport. I just fat bitched right out because, like, yeah, it's exactly what you're talking about. It's that spiral. 
Heather, I mean, show us a pic. Now slide it over to this other side of the screen. The chat scrolls up to the left. Oh, I got it. But which pick? What pick did I miss? The reluctant warlord pick? <coughs> oh, Anthony Trudeau? Or I mean, uh, Justin Trudeau? What a fucking... What a dumb shit. I'm gonna play a little piano. What do you guys want to hear? I'm gonna go in the normal chat. Hey, is that the other side of the pick? Is that the other side of the chat? What am I talking about? I'm so I'm still sleep deprived, but I'm gonna get a lot of sleep. All right, I'm in the normal chat. Oh, history collectivism. Collectivism. This is a great definition. This is straight from uh, Britannica. Any of several types of social organization in which the individual is seen as being subordinate to a social collectivity such as a state, a nation, a race, or a social class. And it's important to know that it's all of those things. I had a really interesting back and forth with a dude on, um, on YouTube comments about pride. I really love you guys' comments. Please comment. I, I love reading it. And I, sh- I got to get better with the bare phone. It's just when it dies and I'm on the road and I forget the... Uh, I didn't bring a charger or anything. I got a, I'm got. i going to bare phone today. But like the comments, it's almost like elegant. It's like they're all right there and I can just kind of like read them. But the bare phone is more personal. The bare phone is what we really, really start diving into when I move to Washington and I really want to start like building stuff and having bees. Okay, so I was talking to this dude about pride and about um, uh, racial pride. About how... It's okay to have pride in your heritage. And that's the jump that I, that I, it's a jump. It's almost like A to B to C to F. Where I'm with them. Where I'm like, yeah, of course you can have pride in your heritage. I have pride in my heritage. And my heritage is white. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to read the back and forth. I don't even know if he wrote back to me. Let me see. <clears throat> but it's not, that's not the factor. That's why I think black pride is stupid. Because what does being black have to do with heritage? It's like, so someone who literally sold slaves, a black man who sold people into slavery and a former slave, so they have the same heritage? Okay, is it, it's what's wrong with their faces? Is that the episode? No, I think I was outside. Give me one second, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, here at Google, all right. Because I, this is a perfect example. This, this dude sounds very alt-righty, but uh, like a good dude. Listen, I've spent 10 years in Hollywood around a bunch of socialists. So like I can be friends or talk to people with vastly different opinions than me as long as it's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, um, like um, polite and respectful and, and intelligent, you know? Because there's certain things about the alt-right that I relate more to than, I don't know, other groups. And then there's parts about the alt-right that I find really, really insanely stupid. Like the thing I agree about the alt-right sometimes is uh, having a sense of national pride. But then when they make the jump to race, I find it really becomes silly. And and that's why I like talking to people who actually like to talk, not just uh, be like, you're wrong, you're an idiot. I was to say, I don't think I, uh, integrity is, oh, this is a good point. Integrity is the good version of pride. Cause we were talking about how pride's a sin, but I, 
But like there, I don't think it's a sin to feel what I feel when I accomplish something great. And I think that's integrity. And there was another, there's a couple more um, explanations of that. Can whites have white pride in South Africa where they are being slaughtered and their land stolen by the black population, encouraged and supported by the government? See, to me, that's a government issue. It's not even a race issue. Of course they can have pride in their individual ability of thriving. I still think it's a, a collective problem, and I'll get to that. But of course, they have, like, what's happening there is genocidal and evil. But if you look at it from the black-white binary, it's so not efficient. It doesn't save anyone's life. It's about the state. It's about socialism. Nelson Mandela was a tool to get uh, com communists in there. <clears throat> oh, and congrats to Ontario for voting, for not only voting out the left, but so decisively that it's not even, the, the former ruling party is almost not even a party anymore. Uh, beautiful kid, Owen. In addition, don't feel bad. Resense yourself, your own reasons. Oh, thanks, Ron. Ron says, excellent question about gay pride. Uh, if it is not a matter of choice and is instead of a matter of genetics, then why be proud of genetics? Exactly. Well, this is why the left is nonsenseville. Because if you're born gay, how can you have pride in it? Like, that's like, do I have white pride? Do I have straight pride? Do I have... And then when people say, well, it's about the majority population. Well, in China, should I have white pride? Like, am I, what if I'm a, a white ethno-nationalist in China? And that's when it all falls apart. Uh, I can't find this. It was such a good back and forth, too. He made a good point in, in, like, a way that I don't agree with, which I find very valuable. In the People's Republic of China, you can have white pride. It is not really pride. It is more of a well-paid indentured servant. A white American can get a job just for being a white American and sit in a board meeting to help give face to the company. Plus, if you are white in China, you can easily be a model or a print for print or TV. That's true. They they treat us like we're like uh, hot chicks at a bar. They're like, look at the, look at the, my uh, white man. I have a white man on my arm. He is my uh, friend, but he does not make any decisions because he is a bimbo. All right, I have chicken pride regarding pride. Man, I, I recommend you guys read these comments. I can't even... Uh, oh, I did a bit of research on pride. Word uh, comes from Proverbs. The word pride in the original Hebrew is defined as exaltation. So then I checked Miriam uh, Webster for synonyms of both pride and exaltation. Pride is pretty similar to self-confidence, self-esteem. Synonyms of exaltation include glorify, enshrine, elevate. Perfect. That is a sin. Um... Related words, promote, idealize, romanticize, uh, sanitize, sugarcoat. So having pride in your accomplishments is a sense of confidence and self-esteem is fine until you cross the line of arrogantly defining yourself, romanticizing your definition. Right. It's basically a false idols issue, which I agree with. Um, moral of the story, anytime you're confused at what the Bible says, start by searching for the original Hebrew or Greek and translate it for yourself. Yeah, it's kind of like meek. How meek, uh, meek doesn't mean like a pussy. The meek shall inherit the earth. Meek means a sh uh, someone with a sword rem who, who remains sheathed. It means someone who can kick ass and chooses not to. Uh, <coughs> I don't know. I don't want to do too much uh, dead air time. Oh, here we go. This is the guy. 
Owen, please look up Vox Day and his post on Peterson about having pride in your culture. He has the opposite take on JBP and you, and I think he is correct. Here's a small excerpt. So I read the excerpt. Uh, yeah, this is the one. This is the respectful, the respectful contradiction, which I appreciate. Uh, West traditions. Jordan Peterson absolutely lies because he says the goal of the far right is to unjustly bathe in the glories of the past. Right. I have issues as well with some of the things uh, Peterson says. I don't think it's a, a character flaw. I don't think it's a... Uh, it's, it's just natural. When you listen to someone talk that much, you're going to naturally disagree with stuff. I disagree with him saying the far right are Nazis. It bothers me every time he does it. And I'm sure I do stuff to bother you. That's part of, that's part of the family, baby. All right. That's totally false. What we on the right want to do, and I'm guessing this is all right, is we want, want to uh, be worthy of the glories of the past. When we look at the story of Leonidas and the 300 Spartans, we want to be inspired by that. We want to be worthy of that. You do not develop courage on your own. You develop courage by seeing the example in others, especially in others like you, especially in your family members. Uh, you may be using the word pride and interchanging definitions on one hand. All right. So basically, um, I agree with that. But that, see, to me, that's still individual. Look, look back at Clyde. This is the problem I have with the alt-right. And, and I'm not doing this slam thing where I'm like, alt-right, racist, Nazi, bigot, homophobe. No, to me, it's all the same problem, and it's collectivism. Any of several types of social organization in which the individual is seen as being subordinate to social collectivities such as a state, a nation, a race, or a social class. I completely agree with you about looking to our past as examples of greatness. I think that, that's why the movie Braveheart hit, uh, was so big. Because people looked at a man who, who wanted freedom above his own life. And... Um, and I think one of the, uh, the things the lefties do is they try to dismantle our, our past, our heritage, uh, great men, great women, <coughs> so that we don't have an, like, an ideal, not an idol, ideal. An idol is different. That's the bad pride. Ideal is like Grandpa Jack, you know? And so I just don't see the race thing because... Let's say you're a Scottish guy. English people are, are white. You're white. The English people are currently raping your women. It's like legally on wedding night, the English get to fuck your wife so that they can spread their DNA and you have to raise their kid. Now, are you in the same group because of your skin pigment? And this is not an argument that the colleges are making and all this shit. This is... If I thought that I had tribal loyalty to my skin pigment, I would in a heartbeat. I have tribal loyalty to, uh, I think, more to Christianity and, and Judeo-Christian values and American values and free market economics, my family, uh, my friends, people that I choose to have in my life, people that I respect from, from history. As soon as you alleviate the individual, you get rid of the individual, you make a collective, it's, it's a form of tyranny in any form. Whether it's a union or uh, communism or a corp even corporations. Don't get me wrong. I have a corporation, Owen Benjamin Inc., you know, for tax purposes. It's not, nothing shady. I just pay myself as an employee because it's just better taxes. Like I, I'm not saying like corporations evil, but corpus means body right? Corpus means body. So it's this false body. It's a collective. So a corporation becomes a 
a collective of souls almost. Same with the state. Same with people that that view race as this like very um, unifying force. I, I I've made the argument as a joke, but truly, height could could be the same thing as race. If you categorize people as your as your six uh, three to six foot eight brothers and sisters, and then the the smidges, you know, five five to five eight, and then you have your normies, five eight to six. You, you could completely do that and say that you have more in common with people of your height. That's happened to me. I've hung out with NBA basketball players that are black as fuck from inner cities, and we gravitate towards each other uh, because of height. Like I've been at parties where it's just like me and an NBA guy. And we're both like 6'7", he's 6'9", or some shit. And everyone else is like these little tiny Jewish people in Hollywood. And uh, me and him would end up drinking all night. Because we're both insanely tall. And I think that that... that, that tr- I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore. I don't even know if this stream is still going. Because I was just making some great, great points. I was still going. <sighs> All right, let me read some more Super Chats and then uh, I didn't really get to uh, history of collectivism, but I will. I'll do a better job on Monday. <coughs> hey, Owen, congrats on the baby. Just had my first born six months ago. Yeah, it's the most amazing feeling in the world. Love your stand-up and your points of view on bullshit like suicide. Keep it real. Thank you, brother, and congratulations. And I'm sure you now know why you should never kill yourself. Kids today need to hear your truths. They're so confused with all the negativity, they really need stable, positive influences. Thank you, Community Bear. You think like a Marine. My dad killed himself about two years ago. I have the exact same thoughts, feelings about it. I've always loved my dad. If I could ever see him again, I would kill him myself. Right. I know, right? It's this weird feeling you get. I, 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 my dad's still alive, and I love him and respect him, but the fact that he would threaten suicide when I was a kid made me really, really open my eyes to... Uh, to just the damage of it and fuck him and thanks for being a great dad but for different reasons because uh yeah Zyklon B. Peterson Owen it's not right to say right to say for alt-right it's about race without also admitting to demographics demographic replacement and that tied to crime rates and a future for whites like South Africa Haiti etc listen I get I get the fear man I I do I I I just don't think that that's what America's based on because they would have done the same thing about European countries. And, and as someone who's uh, part Irish, they, they were seen as subhuman. They were seen as a demographic uh, drain on the Nordics. I'm part Nordic, part Irish, part Czech Jew, part German. Like, I'm a true American mutt, and all those things used to be like that. I think Islam is a different category. That's an ideology. I think that... Uh, hordes of migrants with like the average IQ is 70. That's a problem. But again, that's about average IQ. That's not about race. And if there's a group of people, like for example, one of the reasons sub-Saharan black Africans have such a low IQ is because of the nutrition in their mother. And um, that's why uh, African-Americans have 20, average 20 points higher in IQ than sub-Saharan Africans. And, um, don't get me wrong, I think that there is a, a bell curve difference in IQ, and uh, I just don't think it's a major factor unless you're dealing with like hordes of complete maniacs with like a, a really, really low IQ and an ideology 
that's that can't possibly fit in with the West. But demographic stuff, I I'm just not I just haven't seen it in my life. And I don't like to believe things that I don't understand. And I I've known so many great, brilliant, wonderful black people and Indians and Asians and Jews and it, don't give me I see your point about uh but that's about fucking communism, man. South Africa is commies. It's commies. It's the socialist, and it's also a culture of extreme trauma. Extreme trauma. As much as like people bitch in America, it's not the same shit. They'll be like, man, my cousin's brother's sister's brother got shot by a cop, and now I'm sad. No, these people... It, it's, uh, Stefan Molyneux has a great uh, um, video called, uh, I think, The Bomb in the Brain about... A lot of physical abuse as a kid can really fuck up your brain as an adult and also communism. Communism is, is death. It's hell. You know? And it's also culture. It's values. It's values, man. And uh, Europe tried to wipe itself out in World War One and World War Two. There was, there was no demographic issues with that. That was just straight up. Millions and millions of young, healthy, white males just shooting each other to death and gassing each other and bombing each other. So the, the heroes of the past and the people I want to look up to and my pride I have in my heritage, and I mean the pride in the good way, is in the Magna Carta. It's in uh, the Pilgrims. It's in Lewis and Clark. I'm related to Clark. I'm blood relatives of Clark. Like those are the things, not just white skin. White skin also was World War One. So I don't get that. And don't get me wrong, I think colonization has had a fucking bad rap. If you look at a lot of the places that were colonized by England, they ended up with a higher literacy rate and uh, lower informality and all that shit. So don't get me wrong, I'm not romanticizing, or I'm not, I'm not being extra hard on Europeans, which is like what a lot of people seem to do. Europe is the first people to ever ban slavery, ever, in like thousands of years. But I just don't have this racial pride. And someone else once brought up a good point where they said, uh, well, you moved your family to a small white town to feel safe. And I was like, still still have issues with commies. It's, it's socialists. It's communists. It's collectivists. It's people that put... The group above the individual will kill you. Whether it's race, whether it's economics, whether it's whatever. As soon as someone says your name isn't Bill, it's straight white male. Your name isn't Jerome, it's black gay male. Your name, it, it, once you're put in a demographic, you're dead. You just, it just will take time. Because people can kill demographics, they can't kill people as easily. Alright, Zyklon P B. Peterson. Endless immigration from people with their own ethnic racial homelands with massively higher birth rates into your own when you have birth rates well replacement rubber. Really? That's suicide no matter how great they are. Bro, I'm completely on board with you on this. I believe in strong borders. I don't think that we should let in tons and tons of people with higher birth rates without our values where we have our own problems. We're, we're not arguing about the basic problem here. It's, it's the solution and it's the cause. And uh, 
I mean, I've seen I've seen uh, neighborhoods of Belfast all white with people that like there's little kids that I think are gonna fucking stab me. Like white isn't the answer. White people do have a see. Okay, this is this is an Achilles heel of the alt right argument. If it's about average IQ, then then your 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 hero should be Jews, right? You see that you see the flaw. If you say, okay, well, black people average IQ is 85 and white people average IQ is 100, uh, so that means we're better. Okay, well, Jewish IQ averages 117. So does that mean they're the best? Oh, wait, that's not how you guys feel. So there's no consistency in that. If you think just endlessly high average IQ means you have the right to dominate racially, then the Jews at that point would have the right to dominate you racially. And I'm pretty fucking sure you're not ready to take that jump. I know who else would? The Chinese. Average IQ 108. So does that mean we should give our country to China? Like, what if they want to come here and, and, and make, the, make it better? You know what I'm saying? There's no fucking... It doesn't make any sense. The solution, that's why I like Tommy Robinson. He attacked what it was. He's like, don't let in this, these group of people when the police won't defend us. When because of these, because of... Um, 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 political reasons, you have a bunch of cops that won't arrest gangs of migrants raping kids. That's a fucking problem. That wouldn't have happened if, let's say, uh, <coughs> you maintain rule of law, you don't have a welfare state. So everybody who comes has to get a job. And they have to get a job and they're not uh, benefiting from uh, the taxes of the, the natives, us. That would go way different. Then you end up with the Muslims that I thought were normal, like my chiropractor growing up. Good dude. You know, some of the exchange students we'd have at my, at my house, they're just nice people. And then you see the hordes in England. And I've been in England. I've been in Birmingham and seeing all the ninja chicks and all the dudes like, it's fucking crazy. And they are taking over. And it is about maintaining your own culture. And the, the sympathy I have for the alt-right guys is they're put in a position where they have to have extreme views that I consider to be wrong to survive. Where it's like, okay, if the government won't help us, if the cops won't help us, if every white middle-aged fucking guy is either killing themselves or being a cuck and saying like, well, we don't understand the culture, they just happen to like little boys. At that point, you get a fire in your heart and you say, fuck these people we have pride and pride is scar tissue. That is a wound and that is elevated. It's scar tissue. It's when you're damaged, you go farther. You go, no, not only is it okay to be white, it's better to be white, right? And uh, that is wrong. It just is. And, it, and, it, and it's not free market and it's not American and it's not Christian and it's not anything that I am. And that's why I'm not that. But do I understand it? Of course. Do I think that immigration is a problem? Of course. Do I think that we need strong borders? Yes. Do I think Islamophobia is a crazy Marxist fucking term used to, to um, inoculate the masculinity of a population so we can't defend ourselves from uh, child rape gangs? Yes. Sweden's rape is up 95%. or No, no 95% of Sweden's rapes are from uh, male migrants that are, have been in the country less than three years. That's an epidemic. And if you talk about it on Facebook, you go to jail. Now, how does anyone not understand white identitarians? I do. 
If you do identity politics long enough, you will get white people that start playing the game. And can you blame them? No. Are they wrong? Yes. And that's just what I think about that. It's a complicated issue at this point because you have so much black identity politics, gay identity politics, every fucking type of identity politics except white and except male. And white males are helpful and chill for the most part. You know, we're pretty fucking mellow. We like to kick around a soccer ball and, and flame up a fire. But eventually you're going to be like, oh, is this the game? Is this the game? Well, then I'll play it too. And that's a problem. And no one wins with that. And that's why I think in this time of chaos and this time of lies and this time of media, we really, really figure out what we are and what we believe in and what we think is good and what life we want for our children uh, moving forward because it's so easy to get sucked down these, these holes. You know, I think the left is imploding. I don't think the left has a fucking leg to stand on these days. I think because of their ideology, they, they're, they're incapable of getting new information. Like that, that crazy bitch <laughs> that got voted out in Ontario who ran up their deficit just horrifically. She's pulling a Hillary Clinton. Like she doesn't, she uh, is blaming everyone but herself. That's an ideologue problem. That's the problem I see in the alt-right where it's like once you, once you give up your individuality for a, a group identity that you can't go in and out of. Like the bears are a perfect group identity, the unbearables. Because you're still you. But you're, you're also a bear and you come up with your name and you can come on the uh, stream and, and have fun with it. But it's purely just in and out and go. It's just it, it, it's, it's what we're missing, I think, because of bad parenting is is American Owen, American Owen. Like you can go back and forth thousands of times a day when you set yourself like I'm not Owen. I'm just American. I'm not Owen. I'm just straight white male. I am not Owen. I am just a dad. I'm not Owen. I'm just a husband. I'm not Owen. I'm just a Christian. I'm not. Once you do that, you can't, you can't function. You can't like see new information and figure it out and try and thrive. All right. I'm going to wrap it up. I've already did an hour, 40 minutes. So new special reluctant warlord. People seem to really like it shot in a wood shop in Portland. God bless everyone who came out. Um, huge pianist.com for that. And, uh, thanks for everything. And, um, yeah, I don't know what else you guys... Hang on. Oh, there's a couple more Super Chats. Hey, Owen, has anyone recently reminded you that socialism always ends in starvation and genocide? Thank you, Max. Well, Field of Bears does occasionally. But uh, I haven't seen Field of Bears. He, me and him, we have a text relationship now. It's pretty cool. Long term. Long term with the bear will get you a text relationship. <laughs> He's a good dude. And yeah, socialism always ends in starvation and genocide. And, and I'm going to do, I think, tomorrow or Monday, I'm going to do a a day where I just completely break down why collectivism is bad and why socialism is wrong and really try and explain it properly. So that way, the people that are just spiteful, shitty, genocidal people that naturally gravitate towards that, I'm not trying to help them. They have to help themselves. It's the people like me that at a time thought that it was some sort of noble thing to be a socialist. So I'm going to do that, I think, Monday. And I'm going to go right through uh, the history of it. I'm going to go all the way back to Rome. I'm going to talk about decimations, like what decimate means and all that stuff. And and the Catholic Church and and um, the corporations, Upton Sinclair, you know, Saul Alinsky, Karl Marx, um, 
obviously Lennon Trotsky, uh, the Fabians, the the Frankfurt School. I, I want to do. I want to really go through the history of what it is. Uh, teachers unions in America. All right. For the love of God, it's whether not rather. It's whether not rather. For the love of God, it's whether not rather. I don't know if it's a grammatical error. I don't care. But thank you for the super chat. Immigration gets twisted because it is actually two issues, migration and citizenship. Lifetime work visas and debate citizenship is a path. Well, yeah, of course. I think the issue is rule of law. It's a, it's a group of people that feel that no one is, is following the law, that you will have people in your country that don't have a Social Security card, but yet are voting, um, that don't pay taxes unless it's a uh, sales tax. I know there's like some little stupid political fucking tricks that people use. Oh, they pay tax. Yeah, sales tax. When they buy knives. Good. Great. <laughs> and it's not about race. Racism is the ultimate... Um, it's the ultimate uh, red herring. And that's why I like to listen to alt-right guys and, and let them talk and, and debate with them. Because just saying racist is such a red herring. It's, I think it's such a small motivator for people. I think a lot of it is, is completely understandable at this point. Not, not racism, but the, the fear of losing your nation or your culture or your way of life or uh, a potential war in the future because the government is not protecting us. It happened, it's happening in England, it's happening in America, sure as shit, it happens in Canada. And, uh, and that is just called racist when it isn't. It's like my my uh, Tommy Robinson song. Maybe I'll just play that right now, and then we'll get out of here. For those of you that didn't see this live, I don't even know if this is if I have this up. Um, it's not it, it's not about racial hate. It's about uh, the the fear of a growing caliphate. That's what that line means. Let me try and find the the video real quick here. Because it was really cool. Tommy Robinson, his people put this on his web on his web page, which is a, an honor. As I said, I'm a, I'm a fan of that guy. I think the guy has balls of steel. <clears throat> and the least you can do is, uh, you know, you honor you honor the warriors. You honor them. You, you spread their you, you say their name. You spread their word. That because that's when a warrior really dies. Tommy has accepted his death, which is sad. Um, because he has a family, but instead of like Anthony Bourdain, he will go out a hero. And I don't think he, he might survive this. I think that we're like, uh, social media and stuff like this, it puts pressure on, on governments. They don't want to martyr. Just the simplest stuff about speaking someone's name, uh, showing what you believe, speaking your truth that can save lives. Like that can second guess a, a magistrate or somebody of being like, maybe we shouldn't put Tommy in the the rape gang Islam wing because then he'll die and everyone will burn the whole fucking country down. Okay, so here's uh, Tommy live and then have great days. I won't do the whole thing because it's not comedic. <laughs> I don't play it. 
All right, guys. I will open packages tomorrow because I'm alone for a month without my family. So I'm probably going to be live streaming a lot. Look at how big George is getting. Look at this big boy. Look at this big boy. You're such a big old boy. You're such a big old boy. This is a present from uh, Isabear. Yeah. Such a good dog. I love big old George. And then, of course, there's Benny. Come here, Benny. Benny. I've had Benny for 11 years. This little bastard's been with me through thick and thin. Haven't you, buddy? You're a good boy. You get you get scared of George, but that's all right. Benny's got balls. So tomorrow I'll open packages. Also, uh, much love to Bayonet Bob for all the audio work he's done. Subscribe to Why Didn't They Laugh at Podbean or Stitcher or iTunes. We get a, just an incredible amount of downloads, which is cool, uh, and it's ad free. It's all all this is ad free, and that's all because of your generosity and. Guys, I'm doing good. Like, don't feel pressured to, like, uh, to, uh, we got through some shit. I, I always wanted to, 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 like, when I'd always see Orange Alert at all the airports, I'm always like, when is it not an Orange Alert? Are we just always going to be Orange Alert? And so I want to, uh, one thing I want to do is when I'm doing well, I tell you guys, because I don't want to always orange alert it and be like, oh, no, more, 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 like more people. I need, you know, subscribe and Patreon and all that. I'm so lucky, guys. I'm, I'm so grateful. And you guys got me through the woods, man. And now we're kind of like we're on the highway just motoring and it's and it's working and we can expand and I can hire people and things are fucking great. So don't feel if, because there's, there's a couple people that are like, Big Bear, I really want to see Reluctant Warlord, but I'm a little tight on cash. I'll just send it to you. It's all, I don't want you to feel money tight. Oh, and an, another good thing is uh, Eric Nimmer's set for Reluctant Warlord, I'm going to put on YouTube because uh, it's awesome. And I want more people to know about Eric. It, it, it's cool to sell specials. Like, I'm selling Reluctant Warlord because it pays the bills, but I also put up my Bellevue set, a full hour and a half, free on YouTube. Just check it out, live from Bellevue. Just Owen Benjamin, live from Bellevue. Because it's, uh, it's a combination of, of, of keeping a few specials off YouTube so that I can make a living, but at the same time, more people knowing about the kind of comedy that still exists. And it's because of you guys. I'm, dead, I'm, not, I'm not just saying that. Without you guys, I would just be doing tree work all day, every day. That's all I'd be doing. And then playing the piano at night and just drinking tons of beer, which is a fun life. Don't get me wrong. I love, I'm going to miss the fuck out of tree work in Washington. I got to meet up with some tree guys and we got to, I, I want to do some tree work because I can't just be in my mind. I have to do some physical shit. I want to get into hunting too. But, so Eric Nimmer's set will be uh, put up either on my channel or his channel. I don't know what's better for him. But um, I want you guys to see just how fucking hilarious that dude is and why he always opens for me. I wish he wasn't black. I'd rather be supporting whites. But he's that funny and that good of a friend and that good of a person. Listen, every day I think, man, I wish Eric was white. Uh I look like such a damn cuck up there with a black. But frankly, I just can't find a fucking white that's that funny and that good of a friend on the road. Trust me, it's not good for my image. To be up there prancing around with a damn black guy. 
but he's uh he's a good man and I really want him to uh to thrive and succeed because he is uh just a tremendous person and a tremendous comedian and I want a lot of people to see his show. So uh hit the like button, uh subscribe to this channel, hit the bell or whatnot, comment because those algorithms are 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 cool and also I I get to read what you have to say and and don't kill yourself and don't honor people that kill themselves. I know it's hard. I wish I I wish I could. There's I it's it's easier to do that. It's easier to say, man, what a life went on top. He has a nine year old fucking daughter, eleven year old daughter. That's bullshit. And it's like, oh, you sound judgy. Yeah, maybe this world needs some more judgment. Oh, what's up, Connie? Dude, I um sorry for not texting you back, Connie. Connie and Bear and Genghis Bear have been crushing. Have been crushing. So his uh, base Texan, man. I would never say, I'll kill myself right now, asshole. You're not my dad. Oh, that's hilarious. <clears throat> no, you're black. You don't have dads, bro. We've already been through this. Kyneton's the man. Kyneton, make some more shit. I love your videos. And uh, Artling did uh, a great new piece, too. Artling's thing is fucking great. He did something. All right, I got to go. I, uh, I'll probably be doing a lot more streams than normal because I... I don't have shit going on here, guys. I got no family right now. And, uh, the fuck am I going to do? I'm going to get chiseled is what I'm going to do. I'm going to eat a lot of bison. Bye.